Welcome. Bienvenido. And welcome in, travelers. You're listening to the Wonderlusting Wives podcast, where your podcast for escaping life's monotony, indulging in your wildest travel fantasies, and discovering the constant beauty of this ever-changing world. You may experience some turbulence along the way, so buckle up and keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle as we wander on to our next destination. On today's episode, we'll be taking the A-Train as we head into part two of our series on the city that never sleeps, New York City. Welcome to the Wonderlusting Wives podcast. We are your navigators, Allison and Regan. And today we'll be wrapping up our series on New York City, and there's still a lot yet to cover. But before we do that, we're going to get ahead with our icebreaker. So what is your favorite museum of all time and why? Allie? So this is a little cliche for this series, but the 9-11 Museum is by far one of my favorites. It's very impactful, emotional, moving, enlightening, educational, everything wrapped up in that museum. It's just absolutely gut-wrenching to hear, you know, recordings of people's voices calling their loved ones from the plane, knowing they're about to die. I don't don't even know how to describe it. It is shocking to even think that that was real, Um, and it's interesting as someone who was only three years old um, when it happened. I can remember, it's one of my first memories, I can remember seeing it playing on the TV, but I don't really remember much about it. Like I said, I was three years old. It's one of my first memories, so it's interesting to learn more about what happened on that day through that museum and how that impacted the city, the country, and the world. Um, So that is why it's one of my favorite museums. Regan, what is your favorite museum? Yeah, 9-11 was definitely a close one. It's one of those things like you don't want to go to a museum about because you wish it hadn't happened, but it did. So like we need to honor and remember it. And similarly, my favorite museum that I've ever been to is the Sixth Floor Museum at Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas. And that is where JFK was assassinated. So we're really going on like the deep, dark train here for our favorite museums. But again, it's stuff that we need to honor and we need to remember. And this museum, the Sixth Floor Museum at Dealey Plaza, is an immersive museum that is actually in the building that the shooter stood in to assassinate JFK as he was in the motorcade outside. Um, And this museum does a really great job of honoring JFK's life, his legacy, and then telling the story of his assassination. On the sixth floor, there's literally like the corner is still set up exactly how the pictures from the crime scene images Um, Like, it's set up exactly like that. And it's chilling. It's haunting. um, It's like real life crime. So it's like, it it feels suspenseful, but it's real life history. Um, So I really love that museum. I think it's really well done. Um, And again, very immersive. So not necessarily for kids, but like at least teenagers. um, It's definitely a great museum. So that's what I would say for that. But uh, we'll get right in with our conversation here on New York. I know that there are some really great memorials and museums in New York City. So, Allie, you want to get us into that? 
So one of my favorites actually is the 9-11 Museum. It is one of the most moving museums I have ever been to. And I want to cry just thinking about it. So moving on. Um, But the memorial is just as moving. It's free to walk around and very beautiful at night. Yeah. Oh, okay. I Sorry to jump in here. I do also... The, the memorial, I have to echo that. It is. It's gorgeous. And when I lived in New York, um, actually, the school that I still work for, but now I work remotely, I worked in the financial district of New York. So on 9-11, like September 11th, I was literally two blocks from the memorial. And if you are able to be there for 9-11... Talk about a moving experience. The museum is fantastic. The memorial is fantastic any time of year also. But if you're there on 9-11 and you see the firehouses open up and you see the families who have come to do memorial services and friends coming together to like say hi and like mourn the loss of their colleagues or things like that, it is I I don't even have words. It was one of the most moving experiences of my life to go over there and see that and it like humbling, honestly. And then at night too, they shoot these lights up into the sky um, in memorial of the two buildings that were lost. That was such a huge part of our country's history and they honor it really well. So that's what I have to say about that. Sorry for jumping in there, Allie. We can move on. Sorry, we could do a whole episode on the museum itself. It's just so... Yes, it's so good. Yeah. Um, But there's also the Museum of Natural History. Um, There's Bryant Park, um, NYPL, which is beautiful and historical. Um, There's Tenement Museum. And then the most tourist thing ever, but is still awesome, is Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty. Um, You do have to purchase tickets, though, for the ferry to Ellis Island and Liberty Island. So make sure that you do get those in advance. And you can go into parts of um, the Statue of Liberty that you need tickets for. So, again, plan in advance. That is, like, the theme of this episode. Plan, plan, plan. Know what you want to do ahead of time. Um, And then there's the Irish Hunger Hunger Memorial in Battery Park City. There's so much in New York. Like, to be honest, Allie and I planned this as a one-episode thing. And then we were like, well, no. (laughs) It needs to be more than that because there's so much to do and to know. And similar to historical museums, there are a ton of art museums. Probably the most popular one is the Metropolitan Museum of Art. If you've watched Gossip Girl, you know the museum that I'm talking about with the famous stairs that they sit on. It's $30 for adults, but if you're a New York State or New York City resident, you can pay what you want. So um, whatever you can afford or what, it's basically donation-based, in other words. Another part of that is the cloisters, which are uptown in my neck of the woods, in wood, all the way up in the very northern tip of Manhattan. It's beautiful. It's like an old church, and it's quiet. It's it's beautiful. Um, so that's another out-of-the-way place that you might want to go if you're looking for more art. The Met has so many amazing pieces of art like there's so much Monet and other famous artists and George Washington crossing the Delaware there's fashion exhibits it's incredible you could easily spend your entire day or several days there Um, but then also there's the Guggenheim Museum which is designed by Frank Lloyd Wright so the building itself is really cool too there's the MoMA the Museum of Modern Art the Whitney which is a museum of American art there's the FIT Museum 
the Fashion Institute of Technology Museum. Cooper Hewitt has a Smithsonian Design Museum, which a lot of uh, the students who go to my school really love. I have not been there myself, but they love it. Um, and then there's a bunch of like little cool galleries in the Lower East Side that throughout the month, they have free nights where you can just walk around and go into all the galleries, local artists, etc. maybe selling their art, maybe just showing it off. But that's a really nice way to spend an evening. And New York is also known for its street art, which is really cool. There's like all sorts of different paintings that are super impressive on the sides of buildings, under like under over, overpasses, things like that. So if you're looking for that, you could go to Coney Island, the Lower East Side, Bushwick in Brooklyn, the Bowery, the Meatpacking District, pretty much anywhere you go, you can find street art. But if you're looking for like concentrated areas, those would be some good ones to check out. Yeah, those are great options, too, for families. It's fun to go and see what different pieces of art you can find just walking along the streets of New York City. Because um, you might be thinking, oh, all these museums, I have, like, young kids are not going to want to go to the museum all day. They're going to be miserable, and then we're all going to be miserable. Um, so that's a great option. Just go check out the street art. But there's also the Brooklyn Children's Museum. So children under one are free, um, and then one years old on up are $13. The Museum of Ice Cream, $36 per person, so pretty hefty price, but got to get those Instagram pictures, so <laughs> you might want to go there. Um, there's the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens, uh, Museum of the Moving Image in Queens, and then the New York Transit Museum. So lots of options for if you do have kids and you still want to enjoy the city, there's plenty to do. Maybe pack a stroller, though, because it's going to be lots of walking. Yeah, definitely. The stroller and the comfortable shoes, they're going to save your life, just saying. Um, yeah, the New York Transit Museum is apparently really immersive. I Again, I haven't been to that one, but our students talk very, very highly of that. So check that out um, and report back to us. I'd like to know. But if you're planning to do several of these attractions, whether they're museums or like the observation decks, uh, et cetera, et cetera, look into something like a city pass. So you can literally search city pass for New York City and you pay a set amount for a specific number of attractions. So that could be, could be, and I, I emphasize the word could because you need to do your research. If you're planning to do, say, the Guggenheim, the 9-11 Museum, and Ellis Island, and the cost of those three individually comes out to less than the set amount for the city pass, of course, you're gonna wanna book them individually. So make sure, again, you're planning ahead, you know your plan, and then do your research for the cost. So it might be worth it, might be not, but definitely look into it. Yeah, that's a really great tip because you don't wanna be spending more money than you already are gonna be spending in an already expensive city. <laughs> so <laughs> true. So I see. lived there, I can, Attest to the fact it is an incredibly, very expensive city. <laughs> but worth it at times. Yes, true. <laughs> um, so obviously there's plenty to do. It's a city, but there's also nature and outdoors. So we want to kind of highlight that because not everyone likes to go to the city and be overstimulated with smells and sounds and rats. Um, so <laughs> uh, Central Park everyone knows that is a great stop you can walk or you can rent bikes scooters lots of ways to get around it's great for walking having a picnic in the park if you want um, feeding the ducks swimming pools playgrounds 
great for families, kids of all ages. Um, Dog so watching. Circus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so lots to do in Central Park. Totally worth it. A great way to get away from the hustle and bustle. Um, and then walk the High Line. That's great as well. Like we said, kids, bring them along. There's Jane's Carousel in Brooklyn Bridge Park. It was built in 1922, and it's still kicking. Pretty awesome. Um, there's playgrounds, like I said. There's the Imagination Playgrounds. Um, so kids are welcome, and it can be a kid-friendly city as long as you do your research. Yeah, the, the playgrounds in New York are really impressive. The Imagination Playgrounds, like, don't have equipment. It's just like different sections that stimulate imaginative play. So it's it's really, really cool. So uh, maybe do a playground tour in New York. I don't know. But of course, like like we said earlier, the city has an incredibly iconic skyline. So you might be looking for a place to go and see that with your own eyes. The Brooklyn Promenade in downtown Brooklyn is amazing. There's like never anyone there, but also I can't figure out how to get back there (laughs) I figured out how to get there twice and now I can't figure out how to get back there so uh, again if you do it report back to me I'd love to remember and write it down this time so check that out that's a great view another great option is to walk the Brooklyn Bridge at night is even better I love walking the Brooklyn Bridge it is fantastic again also in Brooklyn Dumbo which means down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass um, I didn't know that until last year. Fun fact. But if you go to Time Out Market over there, which is like this giant warehouse that was converted into different, like a big food market, there's a rooftop bar. You get a great view of the city. And yeah, there are a ton of restaurants, bars, et cetera, that do have rooftop seating that you can get that um, iconic skyline view. Again, in Brooklyn, so many of these are in Brooklyn and Queens. You got to get out of the city to see the city, which I guess makes sense. But Marsha Johnson State Park in Williamsburg, there's a really cool food festival that we'll talk about later that happens there. But that's a great place to just kind of relax on the water and see the skyline. Or you can take the Staten Island Ferry, which goes out of, well, South Ferry of Manhattan. Uh, You can take it over to Staten Island and then circle around and come right back to Manhattan if you want. Or explore Staten Island. Up to you. You get some really great views of the city, of the Statue of Liberty, etc. So that's kind of cool. Perhaps my very favorite place in all of New York City is Governor's Island. Little known to tourists, I would say, but it's a hot spot for locals. Lots of school groups go there during the days, etc. But it is such a great escape from like the city you get really great skyline views but also there's this huge like slides are built into the side of the land and they're they're very tall slides but your kids can have fun there there's a petting zoo a nature center there there's like this entire yard of hammocks that you can just sit down and read a book for the day you can bike around there's all sorts of like houses because Governor's Island was a base. There are forts that you can go into. It's a national park site. So you can walk through all of those buildings and it's really cool. They're like restoring a lot of them, which is really awesome. There's a new spa there with like a pool right looking over onto the skyline. That's pretty cool. There are art installations a lot and there's food trucks and restaurants there. It's a great, great, great escape from the city. And it's only four bucks for a round trip ferry to get there and back. Um, and you can be there all day if you want to. But it's, it's, it's really cool. I highly recommend checking that out with your family. It's a great place to go. And just generally, it's a great 
great escape. And just in case we haven't told you how to spend your money enough, there's plenty of shopping to do in New York City. And it's kind of inevitable if you're a tourist and are into fashion that you're going to do some shopping. So maybe plan that in the budget. (laughs) Um, But there's Fifth Avenue and Madison Avenue if you're interested in high-end designers and fancy stores. There's shops at Columbus Circle, which is pretty much like a typical mall setting. Uh, There's Soho, boutiques, record stores, bookstores, Strand Bookstore, which is 18 miles of books. So if you're into books or even just want to see something that impressive, check out the Strand Bookstore. There's also the Chelsea Market, um, Williamsburg, and Greenpoint for flea markets and vintage shopping. There's the American Girl Doll Store. Regan has a great story on that. If you want to check out our Mother's Day episode to learn more about her American Girl Doll Store experience. There's Macy's, so maybe not so much shopping. You can still shop there, but it's great to go during the holidays. Maybe you've heard of the Macy's Day Parade. Um, They have beautiful displays throughout the holiday season. And then the world's largest Harry Potter store, which is in Flatiron District. Yeah, pretty much everywhere you go, you're going to find shops of some kind. But definitely, yeah, check out Greenwich Village Shopping is like probably the coolest because it's just all of these boutiques and thrift stores, which I'm super into thrifting. So it's a lot of fun. And when you're going to New York and already spending a ton of money, it's good to good to find those good deals per se. Shopping, but I like to spend my money on food, honestly. I'm New York is a culinary destination. There is food everywhere you look and it's 9 times out of 10 really good. So, if you're looking for Italian, Piccolo Cucina has I think three locations and the food is straight out of Sicily. It's amazing. Nostro is another one that uh, had two locations, but one closed during COVID. That was like where Nolan and I would go for Valentine's Day when we lived there. And the food was chef's kiss. So good. So, um, and then if you're into Thai food, Klong is really good. One of our other places that we loved was called Room Service, and it was in Hell's Kitchen. It closed during COVID, but if it reopens miraculously, go there. The food was really good. They had really good lunch specials. If you're into ramen, which I am and my husband is, ROKC is, I want to say it's in Hamilton Heights, so uptown a little bit, but it's a ramen slash oyster bar, and it is so cute and so quaint. Dim lighting. The cocktails are super fun and well presented. Um, So that's kind of like a high end ramen, I'd suppose. And then um, Asian ramen in Chinatown is our like go to for ramen. It's really good, fantastic every time. Um, If you're looking for burgers, hands down go to Harlem Public in Harlem. Uh, Their PB and J burger is to die for. I love that place. Pizza. Okay, here's the thing. New York pizza, everyone's like, oh my god, New York pizza. I don't get it, personally. But if you are looking for your New York pizza, go into Brooklyn to Roberta's. They have really good pizza, and they have, like, a um, like beer garden outside. But you'll see everywhere, especially around Times Square, dollar pizza is a big thing in New York City. And you might be like, what kind of pizza can I get for a dollar? Well, the answer is you can actually get pretty good pizza for a dollar a slice. Two Bros Pizza, I think it's on 9th Ave, um, just a little ways from Times Square. Always a long line, always worth it. 
Uh, and then if you're looking for like a Detroit style pizza, that's really, really good. Emmy squared in Brooklyn is where it's at. Uh, and then there's some variety places that you can go. The underground market is by Columbus circle and it's basically like the level of the subways. Uh, but there's all sorts of food. There's dumplings, there's a tent, like homemade pastas, bars, burgers, etc. So that's kind of cool. Dumplings, Vanessa's dumplings. Absolutely. If you're looking for a healthy, quick lunch, dig sweet green and pie are probably my favorites. Dig, uh, their rice bowls are amazing. Sweet green, same thing. Pie, just go check it out. Again, chef's kiss. Grilled cheese, the melt shop is really good. And then if you're looking for a rooftop garden, that hotel that I talked about, the McKittrick Hotel where Sleep No More is, they have a rooftop garden that is beautiful called Gallo Green. And you can get dinner, lunch, drinks, etc. cetera. Um, but check that out. And don't be like hesitant about getting street meat and smoothies. Honestly, it seems weird. But if you're a real New Yorker, you get street meat. And you get like smoothies from those carts that you see everywhere. You might get something that's the best thing you'll eat in New York. Not even kidding. And then if you're looking for brunch because New Yorkers love brunch because why wouldn't we? Go to Mason Pickle on the Upper West Side. <laughs> uh, you maybe will never have seen bigger French toast. I'll just say that. So definitely check that out. That's really good. And then if you're looking for like a food festival, Smorgasburg is the food festival that I referenced earlier. That's in Marsha Johnson State Park in Brooklyn. They actually do have multiple locations, but the biggest ones and the best ones that you'll find are in Brooklyn on the weekends. All the locals go. It's a lot of fun. Um, and you can just spend kind of honestly an afternoon just trying different foods and hanging out with friends in a really nice setting. Uh, you can also like take a tour or make your own tour, a food tour, a donut tour, an ice cream tour, anything you want, <laughs> you name it, you can do it. Anywhere you look, there's going to be good food. But once you eat your savory food, I don't know about y'all, but I always need dessert. So we've got the milk bar, which is like ice cream that is like cereal flavors and things like that. Levan Bakery has giant cookies that honestly are like what marathon runners eat because they're so proteinous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't usually picture marathon runners eating giant cookies, but whatever. Schmackery's cookies are really good. Big Gay ice cream's really great. Serendipity is kind of like touristy and super overpriced, but if you like the movie, you can go there, get some frozen hot chocolate. It's a really cute little place too. Buttercup Bake Shop for cupcakes, or there's the original Chinatown ice cream factory in, you guessed it, Chinatown. But um, so those are just a few of the many, 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 many restaurants and places that there are to get food in the city. But if you find one that you like, let us know. I'd love to try it. Wow, I am starving now. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to end this episode on our favorite things and memories in New York City because we just told you a bunch of places, but we want to highlight some of our favorites. So Regan, you want to get us started here? Yeah, New York is a very special city to me. I like grew up going to New York all the time because it's a very quick drive um, when you're living upstate. But then also like I lived there for six months. Be well, we got kicked out by the pandemic, to be honest with you. We didn't plan to be out that soon. But it's just it's a special city to me. So many memories like when we lived there, Allie and Nate came to visit us and it was just so fun. Like 
everything about it. We picked up Allie at the airport. We went on a food tour. It was just, it's a great city to be in with friends. And that that weekend was just so special to me. Seeing West Side Story on Broadway, the revival, I <laughs> it was mind-blowing. And I'm very sad that more people didn't get to see it. It was like this revamped version of the classic story where they brought it into modern setting. Oh my gosh, breathtaking. And it was one of the few date nights, honestly, that Nolan and I got while we were living there. So that was really special. When I was little, going to see Broadway shows was like the highlight of my year. And we went to see Legally Blonde and I wore this like puffy pink coat and I thought I was so cool. And after the show, all the cast members came out and they were like, oh my gosh, I love your coat. And they were like, giving me autographs and taking pictures with me and then walked down the street with me. Like it was just, oh my gosh, I was just starry eyed at that point. But New Year's Eve in Times Square is actually pretty cool. Uh, it is incredibly crowded, but it is a party. And again, I was wearing my puffy pink coat and the police officer came over to us and we were like squished up against the barricades or whatever and he was like hey just like out of nowhere didn't know us or anything and he was like hey i'll take you up all the way to the ball if you marry my son and um yeah we were eight years old at the time so <laughs> i got promised to a police officer's son several years ago uh so that was fun but perhaps one of my most special memories from new york my sister and I are obsessed with the movie Enchanted. And if you haven't seen it, pause the podcast right now and go watch it. It's so good. The music's so fun. But we were obsessed with it. And so we bought dresses that looked like Giselle's dress from the movie. And we matched for the whole day. And we ran through Central Park and like reenacted movie moments. And that was just I'll never forget it. Like my sister was a grown married woman and she still did that with me. It was so much fun, but the memories from that city are endless. What about you, Allie? So like I mentioned before, I am a Yankees fan. So anytime I get a chance to go to a Yankees game is always a great time. We make trips just to go see Yankees and then plan a New York City trip around that. Um, I also mentioned camping. I camped there with my husband a couple of years ago. We did a stadium um, road trip. So we camped at Camp Gateway, um, Brooklyn Tamarack and Goldenrod. It's actually an old abandoned airport, which was a really cool experience. Um, Ellis Island, love going there, learning about um, immigration and all those people coming to America. Super cool experience. And then like Regan said, the food tour, um, my husband, Nate and I went to visit Regan and Nolan. Uh, right before the pandemic, thankfully, we were able to make our way there, had an awesome food tour created by Regan. Um, and then just walking around Central Park is always nice, whether you're people watching or going to the playgrounds, riding a bike, or just simply walking around. It's always a nice break from the craziness of the city. Even though it's busy, it doesn't feel super crowded like the streets of New York City. So I always enjoy spending at least an hour in Central Park. Well, I think that just about wraps up our series on New York City. We covered a lot, and hopefully you got a lot out of it. Um, Ellie, do you have anything else to add before we sign off? I think my only advice is plan, plan, plan. Like we said a thousand times already, but just in case you didn't get the memo before, plan ahead of time. Um, I'm sure you'll have an awesome time in New York City. But thank you all for journeying along with us, and we hope you join us next time. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Wanderlusting Wives podcast. Come escape with us again every other Tuesday. Give us a subscribe and a follow on all of our social media and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until we chat next time, wander on.